turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. We are back. The time 607. I've got two lines open, rather one line open, one 888 Let me go to line number four and talk with James in the Bay. James, are you there? Yes, sir. Hey, brother. I haven't heard from you in a while. How you doing? I'm mean, just trying to stay this course, brother. Just trying to just trying to keep up. Uh, got to get together, but yeah. I, I, how about yourself? I'm good. You know, we still uh, we're still hammering it, hammering it out, man. We've been blessed at Grace for the last uh, nine months. You know, very seldom have we uh, had to shut the doors, and so one of the things we've been celebrating recently has been able being able to be open and uh, serving the saints and all kind of new people coming through who have been starving for fellowship and starving for worship since uh, the governor told them they couldn't go to church, and uh, we're we're kind of happy about it. Uh, and, and yet God has been good to us, very minimal incidents of sicknesses and things of that nature because we're trying to be balanced about it, but at the same time, keep uh, keep keep uh, doing what God has called us to do. So how about the, how about the crew uh, out there in Antioch, man? How y'all doing? Uh, you know, we're slowly, you know, we're slowly but sure, you know, pressing on. I mean, you know, we're live streaming. We, we were right. out in the courtyard for, you know, a couple of weeks. But then, you know, with the weather, you can't be outside all the time. So, That's you true. know, we're doing it day by day, you know, and, you know, and the Lord's going to have his way. So, you know, I'm just grateful for you know, my pastor and people like yourself to just keep on, uh, you know, pushing the envelope, and uh, and I'm just thankful for you because just about every topic is so germane and so uh, salient to what's uh, going on. You can do a broadcast on each one of them, on everything. Absolutely, it's just like trying to uh, get in and get a grip on you know where we are. You, I mean, you you, you hit on so many, you hit on so many things. But I guess the one that probably going to be closest to me working with the school system is yes, yes, the, yes. the thought of someone coming my way telling me I would have to take the, uh, take the vaccination. Of course, I'm not having yes. any of that. So that's, yes, going to be, that's going to be a battle when that, uh, you know, when that comes, but it's interesting that I always think uh, had been up in the Lord on my side, you know, where would I be? Where would we be? I mean, we got to a point now where we know it's propaganda out there on both sides, on the left and on the right. But yes, to sir. me, it, it seems like it's more so stronger uh, on the left than it is on the right. I mean, I could be wrong about that. but No, you're not wrong. Hold on, James. I'm going to help you right now. You're not wrong. There's no that your you got your logic skills don't let you do that. Now you're not you might be being nice to people, but I can tell you you're not wrong. Everybody that's concerned, even people uh, that are liberal uh, on the left, recognizes that there is an extremity of uh, of misinformation going on 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 the part of the left as well. They know that they know that without a doubt. They just don't know what to do about it. So you're not wrong about that. Did I, did I lose my I'm here. Uh, oh, uh, 
I might something just jumped up, uh, Jess. I'm gonna have to uh, get back to you another time. I'm sorry, man. I, 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 I'm, I'm glad you called. Handle your business, brother. Okay, he's not man. wrong, you guys. I'm, I'm gonna let you know this now. He's not wrong. He's just being nice. Uh, you and I have talked at length about the left-right narrative, about the dialectical process, theses, antithesis, and consensus. This is strategy in politics. Politics is lying to you on both sides. But it all depends upon what the interests are, whether the weight of the lies are more significant on one side than the other. This is explicitly clear right now when it comes to left-right politics in America. This is one of the things that I say to all Christians who call themselves Bible-believing Christians. You cannot hold to a democratic platform with what they are doing right now from abortion all the way through to where we are in our almost losing of our constitutional rights and so many different platforms in between versus what is advocated in the policies of the right. As much as the right is hypocritical and caught up in I'll tell you what we need to be concerned about on the part of the right, because the left is doing it blatantly. The right bothers me with their subtle, surreptitious uh, George Bush, uh, uh, George Walker Bush, Herbert Bush techniques of of covertly engaging in globalism. Uh, The left is overtly engaging in globalism. Uh, And Donald Trump has not been able to be completely compromised. That's the reason why they are spitting him out of the swamp uh, as vigorously as they are using all the arsenals in the world because he just he didn't buy into it. Um, Although he got deceived by many people, there is a major shift left. Anybody will tell you that. And the people on the left love it. They want us to be a non-constitutional society that's wrapped up in a socialist Marxist agenda This is why on the left, they do not view China as the major threat to America when everywhere in the world, the knowledge of what China is doing is massive. And yet our media won't let you know that it is the fundamental threat. If we had focused on China as the major threat, the media knows how to look at Russia. It knows how to look at Iran. It knows how to look at different countries when it wants to make those countries the boogeyman. <clears throat> but because the media is bought too, uh, China is getting a pass because China is so deep in America, deep in America. Um, and we'll be able to have that conversation. Let me go to line number one and talk with Dreema, who has called, I think, for the first time on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Dreema, are you there? I am, Pastor Jesse. How are you? My goodness, I- I'm fine. Thank you so much. I just wanted to call and just thank you so much. Uh, you know, <laughs> I I don't recall a lot. I'm getting older, but I have all my life uh, read and watched things about different parts of the world, and I I make a habit of always uh, watching all. And I love the fact that a lot of news is, you know, online now, so it makes Absolutely. it, <laughs> you know, a little bit simpler. Because I gave up pub regular TV a long time ago. Uh, but uh, being able to watch BBC and DW and news from China and all over the world, you manage to get some of the truth from all these different entities. Agreed. <laughs> or you, Agreed. Agreed. Or get, the, get the pictures, you know, and get the stuff. That and then you go to our news and you go, wait a minute, they aren't even covering that, you know. Yeah. Yep. And it's those kind of things that make you go, hmm. 
and uh, and these things that you're talking about tonight and Agenda 21 and, and all the different things about uh, the vaccine, it's, I've told a friend that, well, I'm not going to get that. And they say, oh, a dreamer, you're of a, such an age. You, you have to get that. And I said, no, I was in the military, and I had to get all the shots and stuff for 22 years. And that's a little different. And yes, I'm indeed. just thankful to God that I'm not in the military now because the military, uh, you know, and even people that I know that work on the military bases, a couple of my uh, older friends are telling me that they're going to have to get these shots in order to continue to stay employed. So what yep. you're saying tonight, there is so much going on. And even my grandchildren, I feel like they're like parrots when they hear Grandma say something. They say, well, Grandma, that's not true. My teacher told me, or you can't say that, Grandma. And right. it's like, it's it's very, very evil what's going on, Pastor. And I just want to thank you, and I thank the good Lord uh, that you're on the air, and we'll continue to pray that you stay on the air. Thank you very much, Dreamer, and God bless you. Glad to hear from you, and you continue to be special because grandparents are special to our kids. They don't always get it, but when they're grown and older, they'll realize how privileged they were to have a believing grandmother. I, I promise you, stay on the front line and keep you in your prayers. Thank you. Amen. I got to take a heart. I got to take a heart break. 616. I'll come back with JB. All the lines are open. 1 329 We will continue when I come back. We are back and we have two lines open. 1 329 Let's go to line two and talk with JB from Ronit Park. JB, are you there? Yes, sir. Good evening. How are you? Ah, you finally have a connection, brother, where we can hear you with some kind of cogency. Good for you. Uh, it didn't work last time? Yeah, you break up frequently. This has been happening for a while. Whatever you call, I go, oh, I hope he's not moving. I hope he's not in an area where the signal is not good because that's been the case so far. But you're you're sounding really good now. What's on your mind, bro? Um. Well, uh, Merry Christmas to you, my brother. Same to you. Yeah, Merry, Merry Christmas to all my brothers and sisters in Christ, and uh, what a beautiful time of year this is, isn't it? I, I agree. I agree. I, I, you know what? I'm, I was just before I got on the show today having to go through some material because every year this time, um, people are bombarded by uh, heretical groups, marginal Christian groups, uh, anti first uh, day of the week groups, that is the, the groups that are more Sabbatarian in nature and don't really believe in the first day of the week being a valid day for, for worship. These are fringe groups that go way back <clears throat> to, to the creedal uh, days, the confessional days, and, and, um, and, and we could talk about it, but many of them try to throw believers off from uh, celebrating the Lord's birth uh, this time of the year. We always make it plain Christ was not born on December 25th. Nevertheless, celebrating the birth of the Savior is the pinnacle of celebrating anybody's birth, yours, mine, or anybody else, which we should do, because life is worth celebrating. And the idea of not celebrating the birth of our Savior, uh, I think, is a tragedy. Don't ever fall prey to not doing that. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to <clears throat> a wonderful time with the saints in two weeks. We'll celebrate it on the 27th, uh, on, on Sunday, two days after Friday. 
But, uh, yeah, I'm happy, man. So tell me what's going on. Uh, yeah, not to go off too far on the tangent, but um, all politics aside, let's not forget about that promise that God fulfilled. Uh, for for me, that's 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 an incredibly special thing that shows. Uh, you know, let, let's we get kind of wrapped up. I know we're talking about the the vaccine, we're talking about uh, all the 2020 chaos, but let's not uh, get in the way of 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 the truth of our faith I uh, agree. that that God fulfilled the promise and He sent. Yeah, I mean, this is like what how many centuries old promise a thousand fifteen hundred years and nineteen hundred years nineteen hundred years fifteen hundred years from moses uh over seven over nine thousand years from adam and thirteen thousand years uh human history and now uh nineteen hundred years for the church man nineteen hundred yeah so i mean uh, what a holy time yeah so we talk about that okay so Praise God for that. Let, let's just Amen. praise God for that. And I, and I really hope that all my brothers and sisters out there have a very Merry Christmas and uh, that they enjoy the worship of this, of this beautiful uh, time, worshiping our Lord for fulfilling His promise, sending the Lord Jesus Christ to save Amen. And I'll, tell, and I'll tell you what, <clears throat> what I would encourage people to do since you brought that up, JB. I will encourage people to do because I do this, and I, I don't, I'm not trying to play my, play my hand because Christ told us, uh, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. But, you know, try to do something for somebody during this holiday season. I was thinking about this during the break. Uh, you know, when it's in my power, I give. I give financially. I give in ways I possibly can to help uh, poor people, poor countries, uh, situations where brothers and sisters don't have what I have. And just come out uh, come out of your resources, whether it's uh, rhetorical words, uh, gestures, uh, deeds, Let's uh, let's be an illuminary this year of Christ in our hearts, the hope of glory, and be a blessing to somebody who may be suffering the ravages of these times of years, this time of year, uh, who don't quite have the joy in their hearts about the certainty of the return of Christ based upon the certainty of the promise that he entered into the world, assumed the human nature and died for our sins, rose again from the dead and has ascended at the right hand of God. Uh, let's let's celebrate that by loving on people over the next couple of weeks on into the new year, and that will be a, a tremendous way to uh, to maintain the legacy of our Savior as believers in this world. Listen, man, thank you for the call, my dear brother, uh, and Merry Christmas to you, man. <laughs> Let me go to line number uh, one and talk with Mark in Pleasant Hill. Mark, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Hey, what's up, man? Yeah, I can hear you. What's going on? I was just going to say, you know, there is a movement from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation to try to recruit pastors, clergy leaders to promote the vaccine. I don't know if you heard that or not. It's not happening and, well. Of course I did. You know, I stay on top of all that. I can't say everything in a given Monday show. But of course, and if you go online, here's what you're going to discover, particularly in the African-American community. But I do want to talk about how diabolical that strategy is. And, and I actually talked about it in my opening monologue, if you, if you were listening. But um, most of the African-American pastors will not subscribe to becoming the black goat that leads the sheep up into the slaughterhouse to, uh, to have them infected by 
the virus so that they they will not contribute to one of their members being in, uh, injured by the vaccine. You don't have a lot of African-American pastors engaging in that kind of propaganda. You will have some non-American uh, some non-African American pastors, some non-Black pastors will be engaged in it. It won't be it won't be the pastors that I know, and it won't be myself engaged in that kind of anti-constitutional, um, Marxist, socialist, Maoist uh, methodology of using the proletariat, uh, if you will, the proletariat to actually do the work of hoodwinking people. But yeah, you're right. They've been uh, engaging in that because what they recognize, Mark is that uh, poor people, people of color, African-Americans uh, don't, don't have a short memory when it comes to getting in line and receiving uh, injury from the government. We don't have a short memory when it comes to that. And so we're, we're not quick to do it. I gave the stats. It's about 75, 80% of African-Americans that are not going to do it, notwithstanding their present comorbidity of illnesses that they may have, which is another propagandist uh, tool that they're using. Uh, and you're going to hear this on the left. Uh, talking about our brother James, who called uh, asserting the fact that the left is much more vigorous at propagating lies, using narratives in order to bring about fear or anger. You hear this crap from the left all the time in the media uh, and on the news outlet, on your musical shows. Uh, one example that I gave was them using the issue of uh, big tobacco industry. The way they frame the narrative is, is big tobacco industry is targeting you as some kind of helpless, uh, non-free agent, culpable individual and sticking cigarettes in your mouth because they want to kill you black people and kill you colored people. Well, we're not going to go for it anymore. We're going to stop. We're not. So what are they doing? They're thinking that black people are so stupid and so dumb that they can be provoked emotionally, irrationally, by making an institution like Big Tobacco a boogeyman at which they have to go after uh, under the name of racism and discrimination. And, and, and this is amazing. It's also appalling that they should be so glaringly um, open with this kind of patronizing uh, dribble to deceive black people. Now, probably a handful of them will be deceived, but most black people won't. But that's one example of what they're also doing with this particular uh, COVID-19 thing. Uh, black people and people of color are disproportionately, whenever you hear disproportionate, put your has mask on, your discernment mask on, because it's another term to basically get you to think that the uh, problem is with people out there and not with ourselves. The disproportionate impact of the COVID on colored people and black people is because of our own bad eating habits and our own self-imposed uh, bad health. We need to be honest about that. Now, once we're honest about that, because God desires truth from the inward part and from the hidden part, he'll reveal Jesus to us. In other words, we can be saved. Then we can say we need to be much more careful because we are in high risk for COVID, and therefore we want to be careful about how we behave ourselves. But don't blame our comorbidity on the government or on COVID or on vaccines. That's not honest, and that's not responsible. I'll give you the last word before I go. Well, they're, well, they're also tying in identification to the vaccine, you know, so they 100%. want to give you the card that says that, you know, you've been vaccinated. I, I just wonder if this is their plan all, you know, tying up 
tying identity or privilege. You know, can you fly? Can you eat at a restaurant? Can you buy and sell to the vaccine? Or is this the is this going to be the the tactic going forward? Right. Well, as one brother uh, plainly put it, and I'm going to help you with this one. Here's the term: COVID means coronavirus ID card. He got it, nailed it on the head. He got it. COVID means coronavirus ID card. Now, it has not been stated that way explicitly and profusely yet, Mark, but in a couple of weeks and a couple of months, as they keep pressing the need to take the vaccine, you're going to hear it because Bill Gates has already stated that it's going to be an ID card needed, a vaccine ID card needed for you to travel, for you to work, for you to do this, that, and the other thing. So, uh, notwithstanding, while we're trying to rejoice and enjoy our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, I will not let you stick your head in the sand, those of you who are listening to me, because after Christmas, we've got to come right back to the reality that we live in a world that has fallen and men want to rule your lives and we are free agents and we've got to engage in decision making around whether or not we will succumb to these pressures and so, Mark, yeah, I really thank you for um, calling and bringing our attention to uh, the uh, fact that uh, the coronavirus is going to have attached to it as a Trojan horse several uh, 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 encroaching policies that we will be dealing with in the new year. Thank you for the call. Got to take a hard break. Sure. Let me see here. All the lines are open. one 367 All the lines are open. Let's talk about it. Challenge me, uh, you know, correct me, uh, admonish me, inform me. We're free. Let's do this. I'll be right back. All right, let's go to work. We are going to Regina in San Leandro on line one. Regina, are you there? I'm here, Pastor. How are you today? I am great. How can we help you? Well, I was listening to the discussion about the vaccination. The only thing I kept thinking about was future generations. How vaccinations that they're introduced right now, won't they impact our children 10, 12 years down the road? As far as them being a mandatory vaccine they have to take to go to school or do any of this stuff. So that's why this is so dangerous. And looking at it from that perspective, as far as what is it going to look like 10 years down the road where people are forced to do this? So children will be forced to do it. Yeah, and, and, you know, you're opening up a big subject, uh, Regina, in terms of my burden for kids. I'm a grandfather of, uh, of a soon-to-be 11. Yes, indeed, so, uh, soon-to-be 11 kids. And and I, I know about Animal Farm. I know about uh, a Brave New World. I, I'm, I'm burdened on that regard about the world yeah. for our kids. I mean, I'm old enough to yeah. be able to take the hits and, and, and end my life down here, but I'm worried about them 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now. I'm really worried about That's them. Fine. That's right. And it's something that I don't think enough people are actually advocating for it not to go through. There's a lot That's of people true. that are silently saying, should we, they're kind of debating within themselves. And I say, how can you be a believer? And then have so much debate about something. It reminds me, of uh, the three boys in the fiery furnace. Yeah. And I keep looking at that, that kind of pressure for yeah. something, and they did not bow down to bow. And I they said, did. this is about bow, and this is not going to occur. It shouldn't be occurring with the people right. of God. It shouldn't, be, it shouldn't be a debate. It should yep. be something that's so clear and evident yep. that, no, you don't bow down to this ridiculous stuff that's going on. 
because it's not going to do anything but just try to depopulize. And I love it when you said about the research. It's time to do research. I got off the social media back in uh, May. I deactivated every social media platform. I didn't feel like being engaged in the back and forth conversations anymore. So it cut my stress level down tremendously. Instead of being on social media, I started studying the Word of God. Going back to those places, what had I forgotten? What the Lord has said, and I and I thank right. God for the gentleman who called and with this uh, uh, Merry Christmas because yes, I JB, we're going to keep celebrating. We're going to keep celebrating the yes, things indeed. of God. Yes, indeed. You know what, though, two things uh, before I let you go. I, I so appreciate what you just stated. Meaning, uh, one is that you were smart enough to get off the engagement components of the uh, social media thing because you, you know that it drags you into arguments and drags you mm-hmm. into conversations that are not edifying for the soul of a believer who is called to do what Philippians said, you know, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are just, mm-hmm. whatsoever things are good of a good report. So we really have to be careful that we don't find ourselves uh, wallowing in the gutter too much, and you did the right thing there, Regina. Then you returned back to the love of the Lord, and I could hear that last week in our conversation, which was so edifying as well. And and here's what I was thinking. Uh, if we were to do what you said as a Christian community across the nation, it, it, when I watch this, you guys, I, I just want you to catch this, because this is, this is a vision. If we were all united on we're we're not gonna bow down we're just it's not even a conversation right Right. so if we all the tens and hundreds of millions of believers right we we know we got hundreds of millions professing believers in america they could never stop us if we said we're not bowing down we remember our brother you know, Mishael, Hananiah, and Azariah. And I use their Hebrew names rather than Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego because yes, that was the name yes. that Nebuchadnezzar gave them, okay? And and that's a battle for us right now of them trying to change our identity. But those brothers said, no, 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 no. We're not going to bow down. And they were only ones with their head up because all of the other rulers bowed down in what is called the Middle Eastern culture of prostrating fully with your face to the ground, right? That's right. And, and right. so they all before they all before the king Nebuchadnezzar. He looks over and his boys say, "Do you see mm-hmm. those three men way back there standing up?" Yeah. Yes. That's that's called yes. being a witness to the glory of God. No. And, and this would stop the whole thing. Would stop. That's right. The moment that's right. the people of God say, "Nope, not doing it," it would stop. It would stop and you go, okay, the emperor don't have no clothes on. He don't have any power over <laughs> us. He only has right. the power we let him have. That's right. Amen. Amen. <laughs> give me that. Give me that information because I do want to listen to the podcast. You said going there with my discernment. I don't on. know. I don't know if joke. I want. I don't. I don't know if I want women watching this because this would. <laughs> I don't know. Now, if it's I give it to you, I don't want you. Now, now, it's are you older than eighteen? Yes, I am. <laughs> are, you, are you older than four, 30? I have four grandchildren. I have four grandchildren. I, 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 but, see, but you know, we, we could have started early, girl. We could have started early. All right, so, okay, I'm going to give it to you, but here's what I want you to This is what I want you to remember, okay? I want you, you to remember carnal, this. Now, so now, you said carnal. <laughs> now, now, PJ is not advocating the... Um, the 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 carnal joy they're going to engage in it's not super bad it gets a little weird down the line and because they don't have the lord in their heart they don't have a filter on their mouth but it's not super bad 
the information okay. is important, and I know you'll be able to process it correctly. So I'm gonna tell it to you. Yeah. Then I gotta take a break. Okay. It's okay. the Joe the Joe Rogan Show. J O E R E G A N, and it's um, it's um, ah, Nathan just gave me the term that's on our on our cell phones. It's not the star. What's that other indicator on the your phone? Sign? The, the, the pound, pound sign, sign. Right. right? The pound okay. sign. So it's pound 1555. Pound 1555. Okay, it. It's okay. going to be a three and a half hour show. Now, what I want all you guys to do is listen carefully because what I was saying to Mark, Regina earlier, because Mark knows some of this stuff as I do, they're going to be covering about 15, 20 topics in this three and a half hour thing. And many of them are going to be things you have heard about things that you might know, a bunch of stuff you will not know, and it's going to be important for our conversation going forward. So when I say to my audience, now you guys remember what they talked about when they said, okay, and then you'll go, yeah, I remember. Yeah, because I want my audience to be informed because like a lot of people, they don't like to listen to facts when it's going to disrupt their life. But we got to look at the facts. Got to look at the facts. You mentioned journalism, though. You mentioned journalism, and I didn't really cut you off, Pastor, but this is what no, gets right. on my heart. Journalism has gone haywire. That was one of my minors in college. Yes, and the way that people are reporting things is slanted. And one of the things our instructor always taught us, he said, do not slant a story, because he said that becomes tabloid news. So we've yep. shifted from journalism that's healthy, give me all the facts, give me all the figures at one time. We're slanting the story, running it, running away with it. It's getting in people's heads, and then they're all confused about what the truth is. They don't know what the truth is anymore. So now, you know what? I'm gonna say one more. I'm gonna say horrible. one more. I'm gonna say one more thing about that too, because my heart is heavy about it. I've got brothers and sisters from Liberia, uh, and this is they were a war-torn country several decades ago. And anybody that knows legitimate journalism in communist countries, socialist, totalitarian countries. When you stand up and you tell the truth about the facts that you know as a real journalist, you get put in prison, you get beat, right. you get raped, you right. get killed. Right. And they are they are a model of true believers because they're they're telling the truth at the cost of their lives. I got a couple brothers and sisters who were that way and they made it to America, thank God, and they're living a wonderful life now. But whenever I think about a true journalist, and I think about what they go through in countries where the only way people are going to get the truth is to hear it from the journalists because they know that the national media is a lie. And I go, that's just what a believer is called to be, a witness to the truth. Don't slap the truth. Don't modify the truth. Don't distort the truth. Don't diminish the truth. Just tell the truth. Thank you for the call, sis. Gotta take Thank a hard you. break. All right. Jan, James, and Jan, I'll catch you on the other side. We'll be right back. And we are back. Let's go to line number two and talk with Jan from Oakland on line number two. Jan, are you there? I am here, Pastor. How are you? How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. So Excellent. grateful for uh, for your ministry. So grateful to be a member of Grace and to sit under your, your teaching, your Christ-centered teaching. And I just want to say to all those that are listening, listen online. Uh, do it through the podcast, but and come if you can. But I just I wanted to ask you a question, Pastor, if I could. Sure. Uh, do you expect those in the medical profession will be required to take? Yes, the they vaccine? will. 
Yes, they will. And uh, if you heard me on Sunday, as you know, I'm, I'm, I'm integrating the, the apocalypse with my teaching. I'm so glad that they are on KFAX at noon because whether people want it or not, they, they have to hear the revelation Christocentrically applied to the relevant issues that are going on in our time today. And one of the things I said as I was talking to us in earnest, Jan, was that my heart is aching because I have to preach to people that I know are working in the belly of the beast. Our, mm-hmm. and you know, we've got a, we've got lots of nurses and doctors, and one mm-hmm. of uh, our callers, uh, Dreama, she, she's, she's a, uh, she is a, a, mem- a member of Grace too, uh, uh, and she uh, made mention of being in the military. My daughter's in the military. Stephen's in the military. You know, we got a lot of military folk, and they've got to take yeah. it. And so, yeah. I, my heart breaks because. I'm praying that the vaccine doesn't have an adverse side effect for them uh, uh, at all, because I am learning more and more about what is in that vaccine and what it's designed to do. And we will have those particular and specific conversations going uh, down the line. Two things about that, then you can uh, share your other point if you have one or question. Uh, At present, the present vaccine is just a balloon test for a mechanism of controlling our bodies, as I have told you and the saints at grace in the analogy of the mark of the beast, the number of his name, controlling the body in order for human beings to actually be more efficiently governed under the banner of health. We talked about that. That's not going to happen under the COVID vaccine, but it will be going forward. The reason why is vaccines from here on out will be the Trojan horse of instituting into our bodies nano mechanisms by which they can read and uh, understand the functions of our body in the name of health to determine what kind of uh, what kind of illnesses we may be dealing with, what kind of problems we may be having. But such an intrusion into our lives is going to be fundamentally unconstitutional, but human beings will let it happen if they don't understand their identity in Christ and their rights as human mm. beings not to be imposed upon. But it's going to come down the line. So you have anything mm. else to share with us? No, Pastor, I, I appreciate that, and I do recall you speaking those things, and I know that there are people who are going to be troubled with that decision. Very um, much so. And we, is- we, we, will, we will have a lot of those troubles uh, among us, but what I'm going to do, unless they shut me down or you know, somehow I end up becoming uh, targeted for being too candid, what I'm going to do is be one of those pastors that is prophetic in nature to let you guys know for us to have the conversation because the blessing of being free, the blessing of free speech, is that we get to talk about it. The Marxist socialist agenda anywhere in the world, the first thing they do is to institute fear so that you don't talk about the issues that trouble your heart. And I'm praying mm-hmm. that our country does not collapse into that in weeks and months and years to come. And I'm praying that grace will be a community where we can talk about these things without fear, because if we can do that, then God can give us solutions to dealing with these things that he might be glorified in it. Thank you for the call, my dear brother. Let me see. Is there someone named Jan from San Jose on line four? Yeah, Ken from San Jose. Ken, what's going on, man? We got two minutes. Hi, so... My, all right, my question is, what's the strategic weak point 
of the enemy with this because there's a whole slew of stuff and there's an isolated individual. I'm trying to deal with that. So okay. I go to my church, I call my congressman, organize a demonstration. What's what's the best way to, to like uh, put an efficient um, opposition together? There's going to be there's going to be three or four strategies and there are four or five strategies that are going to all be unique to everybody's position. Uh, if you have communities, uh, uh, bodies of believers that are very much aware and truly awoke, not in the deceptive woke sense, but clearly aware of the maniacal agenda that's going on in terms of globalism, then you guys need to get together, get your message clear so that you can speak with one unified voice on a local level. The mistake that church folk often make is thinking globally in order to act globally. When you think globally, you act locally. Um, even that means within your own community, because the people right outside our doors needs to be, they need to be informed where they can be informed. Obviously, and people don't know this, but around the nation, and you might already know this, Ken, around the nation, millions of people are protesting all of these things from the election all the way up to the COVID thing across the nation. The media is not letting you know. They have been marching. They have been protesting uh, all across the nation. So there is a wake-up call happening. Men and women are no longer just going to put up with being told what to do. So that's a good thing. Now we got to simply uh, withstand the storm of false narratives and bad teaching and rhetoric from the uh, twisted media and, and wicked leaders, governors and mayors who think they can impose upon us draconian rules uh, without, without our consent. We're just gonna have to be both American citizens and true believers. We're gonna stand on the truth of God's word. We're gonna declare to men and women that Jesus is the answer. And then we're gonna graciously uh, refuse to be imposed upon by draconian rules that are not right for us or for our children or for our children's children. Until next time, keep your eyes on the Savior who is on the throne, who rules everything for his glory and your good.